to the Tipped and Stiff podcast with your host, Kate Almaraz and Jared Sturridge. Hope you all are having a very lovely week. Um, what do we have in the pocket of croc? Well, we got some enemies now. Well, one <laughs> enemy that the whole city should be including as their enemy. Right. Well, and it's a bit of a local news. Yeah. In well, Kenosha here. Well, the thing is, somebody owes me money. Yeah, that's part of it. That can go hand in hand with this. I that's my biggest enemy. <laughs> I say we have a few enemies at this point. We do, but yeah. my biggest enemy are the ones that have debts. This enemy predates the podcast. Truly. By um, by almost over a year. Um 2019, like yeah. 2 years. So, no, yeah. there was a local show we were supposed to play. There was a festival we were supposed to play and we sold a bunch of tickets to it and then uh the show was subs- subsequently canceled because uh you know, something happened in 2020. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but something happened. Do you in know 20- what happened? No, don't um, remember. And it was canceled. And it, you know, they're fucking. You know, shows are like pay to play now. Like they'll be like, well, you have to sell, you have to buy the tickets from us at half price, and then you sell them and get like a 50 percent profit. And we did, and we sold a lot of fucking tickets. And then the show was yeah. canceled. And then we were like, okay, and we didn't hear back from when the festival just happened again. It's happening. Uh, I think it just ended. It might actually. Be, it's happening to yeah. as we're recording it's this. Still going yeah, on. and they owe us five hundred dollars. Yeah, they owe us five hundred dollars. We need. We and uh, as Andy um, Jepson says, that's sharp. That's sharp. <laughs> that's sharp. <laughs> that's sharp. And uh, listen, yeah, someone's gonna knock on somebody's door. I'm not saying I'm gonna do anything in the. In the you know, in writing, I've try I've been trying to get in contact with them, and if they don't work with me, and I have many evidence of this money being transacted, I will take them to small claims, <laughs> small claims court. That yeah. is my in writing. My off the record is I can't say what I want to say because I will be put on a list and they could call this, the police. This, no, this will be used for evidence in yeah. small claims court. I, say, I will not your case immediately. I will not comment on what I will do, but let it be known it will be swift and justice. <laughs> <laughs> it's what anyone in your position would want to do. Because I this just want a friendly conversation and I just want I want someone to hand me my money or else I will take them to court and make a judge them judge hand me their money now here's the thing there's a bit of an implication to this and i feel like i gotta talk to this because we didn't refund the people who bought our tickets the money Mm -hmm. because and we were always honest with them is because we didn't get our money right uh to my knowledge that money is sitting in an envelope at the moment some um i don't have access to it (laughs) i don't have the money um but in return to a lot of those people who have, and I know many of the people personally, they will be allowed to come to shows that we will be doing that will be for sale for free. That will be the consensus on that. And I feel like I have the responsibility of doing that. Mm. However, to the motherfucker owes me $500. You will not. You will. My mic went out. 
You hit the button. Hit the switch. <laughs> you will not be invited to my birthday party. <laughs> Which is in August. He's a Leo, as you can all tell. <laughs> in other news. Oh, wait. Also, oh, what? <laughs> to be fair, the band who signed up to play at this show who the money is owed to, doesn't exist anymore. To be fair, but I exist, and I'm a real entity. Um, <laughs> well. And to be fair, <laughs> and this, and this, and to be, uh, we had a few friends of the show, people who have been on the show yeah. who just played at this festival, and we've been, uh, we, I, I, I worked, they supposedly killed it. Uh, did. I Listen, it's, part, it's hard for me to hate too much because they are providing a space for uh, local bands to play, younger people to play, and I think that's awesome. And, you know, it's time to get back in the swing of things, and we are, and they had a full show, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, God bless them. And, mm -hmm. however, uh, God damn whoever owes me money. But, <laughs> um, and, and then more local news. I know this is local, but we should talk to us for our community's sake. And, and for the people who were just playing last night. Yes. At this, at this festival. Yes, there is a alderman, I believe named Anthony Kennedy, I think is his name. Um, just look up, if you look up uh, the look up Kenosha promoter license, and mostly Corey Elijah posted something, so you'll be able to go on the Facebook on that oh, really? uh, and see who it was. I believe is the alderman Anthony Kennedy believes that members and visitors of of this great city of ours should have to pay to be promoters. That you should have a promoter license. And uh, I've been told by th third party, and I might be wrong on this, that the license could be in a range of like 100 to $250. And for a yearly license. Now, some of you might think that's not too bad. But mind you, that's a 1,000% increase because it started at zero. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> and the idea is because Kenosha has had two events uh, and this summer, there was a uh, two, I think, shootings at two different uh, venues, a mm -hmm. venue and a bar that had to do with out-of-town uh, acts coming in. And for whatever reason, Kenosha's response to handling that is, is disparaging the promoter and not the venue. And what's strange about this is that a promoter is a very loose term. Yes. Mind you, a promoter is someone who promotes any show. So a venue could be my house, and I could be the promoter mm -hmm. of my band. Right. And now I technically am in a slew for two licenses. Right. Which I will pay neither. Because, yeah, then you're in the case where you're the artist and you're the promoter. Right. And you're the owner of the venue. The venue, right. And in some cases, that venue is big enough, say it's your backyard, and it's like uh, exceeds like 200 people or something. There's yeah, some there's limit. Yeah, there's laws. Then yeah. there's a, f a fee right. with that. So you get into a whole thing. This is the thing. Wisconsin hates musicians. Yeah. That's why not many have come from here, and that's why so many of them leave. All right, Wisconsin hates musicians. I put a link. Can we click on the link? I want to show how disparaging Wisconsin is towards music musicians. Now, rethinking the arts, art spending in Wisconsin and the U.S. All right, we scroll down. I want to art spending. Wisconsin ranks 48th out of 50 states for public funding for the arts. What are we, West Virginia on the education? In education? <laughs> what are we talking about? That's West Virginia in education. We are the West Virginia of the arts in America. Yeah. And what's embarrassing is that West Virginia is doing better than us. 
in the funding of the arts. I believe I totally could be wrong. They might be fiftieth. Actually, they might be fifty-first as well. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> but Puerto Rico is, might be in there. Better. Yeah, they might be doing better. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, that means that the arts are one one thousandth of the entire state budget, one percent of the state's budget. So if you're in a household that earns fifty thousand dollars, that's like setting an annual budget of fifty cents on something your family uses. That is Damn. wacky. No. It started a while ago, uh, and it got really bad when uh, Scott Walker was in office. Looks like it says he cut, in 2012, he cut the arts budget in Wisconsin from $2.4 million to 759000 Well, because conservatives hate good music. <laughs> Tell me one good conservative band out there. I will wait. Kid there. Rock. I said good. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. I know it's a joke, <laughs> but I'm just saying... Like, there's no conservative making music that goes, you know, I've really never, I really never thought about abortion that way before. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist. You know, I really wasn't like, uh, I really wasn't going to church until I heard that song about Jesus Christ. Uh, like, it's until not, I listened to Jesus Walks. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, it's wild. Like, it, the minimum. It says, if Wisconsin arts spending had kept up with inflation, hmm, that's happening now, in the last seven years after the 2012 budget cut, then Wisconsin's 2019 arts budget should be minimum 906000 Yeah, they, that's insanity to me. That and, and, you know, yeah, so can we scroll down? Because uh, this is what's funny. Scroll down. All right, f- uh, sorry, the 48th worst funded state versus everyone else. For cons- comparison, Minnesota is the top-ranking state in the U.S. for spending on the arts. In 2019, Minnesota plans to increase spending from $6.36 to $7.04 per capita on the arts for a s- total state budget of $39 million. And that, listen, Minnesota is in the same place. We're right. We're neighbors. Neighbors. Here they are spending on the arts. You go to, you know... Every state in the Midwest has the same problems. You know what I mean? Like, uh, someone, uh, we posted that voicemail of uh, asking if there's a lot of black people in Wisconsin. I, we made the joke, it's pretty white out here. And someone made a really good point to me that two of the most prominent racial shootings that happened in 2020 both took place in the Midwest, literally in the states next to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. You know, it's a weird thing. Like in in my my like eyes, like the Midwest has problems, it, right? Even one of the most prominent infrastructure uh, issue, like nationwide issues in Michigan, was I mean that's kind of Flint Midwest, Mich- right? With Flint, Flint Michigan. Michigan, like that that's got probably the most press I've ever seen an infrastructure issue get. If you in, want ever, right? If you want to see what the failing of of government does and when the like the hierarchy of who it affects the most and when it takes place you know like the whole white privilege aspect of things the midwest is a great place to study that because we see when the midwest drops the ball the ones who are you know on the theoretical totem pole right the ones who are at the bottom you know group wise that are the most underprivileged are affected the most and we really painted that picture very well in the past three years. And I think for, you know, it's a shame. I think it's great that Minnesota tries to do a lot for the arts. I think it's really cool. But with the fact that Wisconsin is 48th out of 50, the, the idea of 50 cents per $50,000, where is all the money going? Yeah. 
Because I got to be what honest with you, I, I, walk, I drive around every day. I don't see it. Do you see the, like, if it's 50 cents out of 50,000, where's the other $49,000? I don't see it. It's not in my, it's, I, it's not in my bank account. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see the, I don't see uh, it in the community. I don't see it with even the police force. I mean, Kenosha, even after the Jacob Blake shooting, I still believe has not rolled out, uh, uh, police cameras, body cams. Mm. They still haven't done it. So it's like, where is this money going? Right. I don't know. Because I see a lot of new construction, but I can't imagine that's a huge portion of the budget. Because a, a lot of that will have to go to, a lot of that budget, I think, has to go to like paying administrative workers, like paying people who work right. within the actual government. So it's almost like a masturbatory thing. And you almost wonder like... <clears throat> Well, actually, I'll tell you for sure. I know who it went to. It went to Governor Scott Walker and his cronies. Like, that's what it is. This this state has a bit of an oligarch to it. We gave so much money to Foxconn. The, people don't understand. They were so swindled by the Trump-Foxconn deal in Wisconsin. It is a it is a strategy of coming to a state you need to win, going, I'm going to build jobs here. We're going to bring mm-hmm. this company here. They The state pays millions mm-hmm. of dollars to get that company to be there. And what happens after that person wins the election? It gets turned into a development example property, meaning like it gets turned into a showroom. Mm-hmm. Like Fox, the Foxconn, the one that was reported to hire thousands of people, it they built it. It's a huge building. They built all these transformers, all these things to make a great amount of production here in Wisconsin. You look up what is the Foxconn building now? It is for demo. Yep. It is to bring investors into Wisconsin. And just go look. This is what we built. This could be you. And they walk away. I believe they 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 originally advertised that as going to be like uh, creating about 11,000 jobs. Right. And then near closer to when it was being done, the projection went down to 3,000 jobs. And in that same, in that time period, they kicked uh, tens of, do- like dozens of people out of their homes. I don't even know how, what the number was, but they, the land that right. they used, they had to uproot right. apartment and, apartments right. and homes and shit like that. So Just, that that's where the other everything besides the 50 cents is going to so that's good but shit like that and it's and it's uh i mean it's kind of just like covering their own ass like if the crime is not getting any better and if public's like public public safety safety services aren't getting any better then like really what the fuck is that money doing is it just going to the enforcement of laws like to like like just to keep like, you know, in keeping the keeping the fucking thing from inching over, right. keeping it from getting worse and worse and spilling into more sides of Kenosha, because like it's doing that regardless. This is what people don't understand, and I want I would like to bring up an article before I talk about this. Look up how much it costs to build subsidized housing in L.A. and it's something around seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars per apartment per, will, per unit per unit. Yeah, per unit per that per, is. Yeah, regular for, for average like unit. one resident. Yes, mind you. Mm-hmm. So, weird. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. I remember it being like a seven fifty. So that's the thing. The what people don't understand. Let's let me let you in on how the world works a little bit. Oh wait, no. 
Yeah, it's now seventy five. Yeah. It's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So let me in on how, let me let you in on how the world works a little bit. Let's say you're a city and you're the mayor of the city, and you go. I want apartment complexes. I want a new arena. I want the highway done. I want a marina, right? Mm -hmm. I want all these things, right? And all of your friends have a lot of money and they all subsequently own construction companies. What will happen is that the city will put that project up for bid mm -hmm. and all your friends will go, well, we want to do the electric we want to do the piping we want to do you know the actual construction of it we want to do the ventilation right all these people will get involved mm -hmm. and they'll get no bid contracts what does that mean it means when you put in a bid for a contract and no one competes against you and most likely that bid will be grossly overestimate and the city can pay out because the city runs on tax dollars so most likely along that chain the city, you're like, the city gets to make a new marina and all my friends get to make millions of dollars. And I get a cut of that millions of dollars. And when election time comes along, all those companies are going to be rooting for me. So that's how it works. That's where the other, you know, thousands of thousands of dollars goes is to cronyism, crony capitalism. That's, it's a mob. Mm -hmm. And it gets, a mob. it gets bigger the more that happens. Mm -hmm. essentially essentially not even essentially like absolutely yes right so that's good but that's the midwest i mean that's uh in other parts of the country you have you have other competing positives and negatives of the area of the the part of the region of the country we talked about the other day the weather how that affects what people can withstand in mm. one place within the midwest it's pretty cold. It gets pretty rough, and that contributes, surprise, not surprisingly, to the overall motivation to actually mm. tackle some of the issues right. here. Right. Whereas in on the on the coasts, especially specifically the West Coast, you have a lot of people who have a lot of who have a lot of mental capacity to focus on more like social programs and issues. Not always well, rarely well. If but at all, if if at all, we just heard that figure about the seven hundred fifty thousand for a unit. I'm just saying that there's. If they can't even do it, it's no surprise that we're not fucking <laughs> doing it, and we're actually making other things worse simultaneously because right. they have arts programs. Right. They have colleges that have sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollar tuitions. I right. mean, they have. They they're supposed to be. That's here's the thing. If. If the Midwest were to ever try to actually become a center for industry for, again, for a center for a center for for all the big things for the for the industry, for the arts, for education, and for I guess what would you say so, uh, some other part of culture? I guess some other culture, agriculture, agriculture. Right. If there was, if it was the ever to hit those those sweet spots, those perfect keys, it would be it m m measurably better. Than right. anywhere on the coast because we have the, I feel like we have the, um, the population. Like I feel like we actually have the source potential that we're not sourcing from our population. Right, and it's well, because in, well, in years when there was funding for students to be in music and to be in arts, 
like they did well. They did well on national levels. I I had to, you know, I I hear what you're saying, but an impractical version of me wants it to get a little worse because then the ones who are best at it will come out of the rough. Will have the diamonds of the rough. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like a little hard work. You know, a little hard work goes a long way Isn't nowadays. Isn't that kind of how it is right now? That is how it is. I right am, now. yes. So you want it to be like this? In a way, I <laughs> I, I get what you're I saying. I feel like I'm traumatized. Maybe I love, I've fallen in love with my trauma. <laughs> I think we don't need to flatten the curve too much. Right. <laughs> I think we need, to, I think there needs to be some curve. There need, I mean, there needs to be, some, not everybody's going to, yeah. not everybody's going to be a fucking. You know, genius. Gen- no, and no one ever is. No, and it's uh, you. You put the right people in the right places, and the and right magic happens. Magic happens. The most some play, some of the greatest people come from the roughest places. Or and you sometimes the, if we if we if we just yeah. give it a little push, maybe you can make you it a put, little worse. Because you, you just put the wrong person in the wrong place, and sometimes it's even more magical. <laughs> some, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but the, <laughs> the, um, well, I don't know. You know what was crazy about, like, uh, this makes me really think about with the whole Foxconn and Trump thing. What makes me really think about, like, the Trump presidency is how many people were like, he just really said, you know, he told it how it was. I'm like, dude, if he really told it how it was, he'd be, he would have came to Wisconsin and be like, bro, whoever's running this shit sucks ass. This state is fucking cold yeah. as shit. All of you people are husky. Like and so you just dude, feel like everyone's husky. a little husky here. Instead he came to snap on and he just like pulled his pants down and let people just like jerk him off the whole time he was there. <laughs> I was there. Were you outside yes, when I he was yeah. there? I, all, I, I all he did him. was all he did was come in there and like come in there. Literally he and everybody came. lapped it up like dogs. He came everywhere. This is true. Let's bring it back to this guy. Who's this guy again? This is the alderman. Anthony yeah, I Kennedy. Know. What, what a dork. Come on, Anthony Kennedy. Can we can we get it together? How about this? You know what's uh, more important than uh, the promoting license? How about Kenosha's flag? <laughs> can we get a, can we pull up Kenosha's flag, please? I mean, honestly, this is the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Whoever thought that this was a good idea? It, the county. Let's get it. Yeah, Kenosha. Yeah, yeah oh, the, the one with the boat the and boat? all the yeah. Talking yeah. about the flag that's there. Literally, that's yeah. Pull that up. Can we get a wider view of this? That's horrendous. I mean, that is god awful. It looks like a sports team flag. Boats no, it, and trains. Boats and trains. Can we look up and then look up the Wisconsin flag? That one's that one's even classic. Worse. No, it's classless. That is horrible. Any guys. flag that has words on it is <laughs> bad. Any flag that has the name of the state yeah. in it is not good. Because here's the thing: you look at that bear on the California flag, and you don't need to. It doesn't need to say California. You're on done. It. You know that's you know. it. That's called. You know what that is? Making a product. That's called being good at marketing. That whoever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's brand horrendous. awareness. Because it's on shirts. No, the Wisconsin flag is not on any T-shirts and any. You know, <laughs> fun urban outfit or to- stores. No, none. No, zero, zero, zero. It's and we should read. We should redesign the flag. Yes. And submit or read it. We have Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> yeah, we could do it. We Let's have Photoshop. It. It's horrible. Our flag it. is horrible. What, what would, would be on be? our flag? <laughs> Glad we both went there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's think. Uh, okay. Think of some things. What is the uh, dominant religion in Kenosha? What do we think that is? Or what is it? Oh, you want to go like. You want to make it like, okay, it's pro- most likely Christianity. Most likely. Uh, 
What do you? Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna have a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Go over. We'll go that. We'll make it look like the uh, like Saudi Arabian one. Yeah. Yeah. No, we need we need some. It's, it's we need a the, battle flag. Right, and we'll have the cross and mm-hmm. ARs. Yep. <laughs> That's we'll it. have a we'll have a cross and we'll wrap like like barbed wire around it. It'll be all like gothic looking. <laughs> It'll just be a black background like a pirate flag. This be a black flag with a white cross. Oh. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> No, no, not a chain. The thorns. Yes, no, yeah, that's what I said. Like the spikes, yes. yeah, like thorns, like from like, like Jesus's head. Yeah. And and we we would present it, and mm-hmm. the first question would be like, "Are you an alt right extremist group?" And we go, "No, we are we are podcasters." Here, here's what we could do, where it would say Inri on top of the cross. You know what I mean? Where it says Inri, it's just the LGBTQ flag. That'd be perfect. Uh, just uh, for a little progressive. I'm 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 serious. Yeah. Like that, like a little a like touch. like a nice little emblem that's right. on it, like how you would have on a hat. I think if re- realistically, yeah. yeah, I think a I think the most realistic uh, Wisconsin you know flag would probably be a flag and then like the silhouette of a billboard, and then the one eight hundred like Jesus now number. It's that the one eight hundred for the truth. The <laughs> one the one nine ninety four that goes heaven or hell. Heaven or where hell. will you go? Where will you go? And the number. And then and then uh, uh, on the border. On yeah. the border, the oh, yeah. sexiest and then fa- girls in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> then phantom fireworks somewhere yeah. on there. White Castle. White <laughs> Mars. What Chica. actually would it be? It would have to, like, if you think, it has, it would, you know, uh, we we're thinking no, Wisconsin. Got it. It's got to be all Wisconsin. We're gonna What's take, nice? We're going to take the California flag, and instead of a bear, we're going to have a badger. Simple. How about a buck? Ooh. Ooh. Bryce, Wait. can you do a quick search for us? What is the... What does a buck look... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what are some... Oh, wait, I actually like that. The yeah. Dude, having like a buck... On, oh, that's dude. What, here, it's a buck with like like a big-ass antler, a big-ass head there. Like a 10-pointer. Like a bit... Something that you like, you're like, oh, I want to kill that, but it's on my flag, <laughs> and like, but I love it and respect it, so, and they freak out. <laughs> but in in the antlers is like woven all beautifully, like like just like grass and leaves and like like... Flowers. Just moss and but flowers and shit. But it can't be too detailed because we're gonna get right no, back it'll, where we're it'll at. it'll be like no, it'll because that's the only thing that's gonna be on it is this animal. Okay, it's just it's just a little bit of like detailed texture like that sits on top of it, but a little bit of elegance. What are two colors of Wisconsin? I think the Milwaukee flag really nailed it. The white, yellow, and I blue is very mm-hmm. good. That's a great flag. I can't picture that flag. You can look it up. It's a great flag. They this got is, it yeah, down. This is awesome. Reminds me of Chicago. Like it's it's got the simplicities like Chicago's. Chicago's ah, flag is gosh. is is excellent. They did a great job. I, I'm like geeking over the flag right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. That's nice. To be honest, I wish that was the state flag. Yeah. That is so good. So I want something. We need something. So <laughs> what we'll do, we'll incorporate. This is Ukraine. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is Ukraine. Um, well, we're going to we'll t- incorporate these colors. Jared is like, wait a minute. <laughs> Stop. It's not connected. I don't like this flag, though. I uh, love this flag. You're wrong. All right. Um, I like what you mean by the simplicity of it, but I don't. Uh, this this I want. I this. have no reasoning. Just, I just it's not hitting me. I want these colors, and then we have to implement the buck. We got to implement a buck into it. But the like colors could, are good. We can get down. We can figure this out. We can we can design this. We'll do. You know what? Yeah, we'll we'll try to. We'll make a horribly Photoshop version of what we're thinking of. Yeah, it'll be cr- it'll be crass. It'll be crass. Let's move on to the voicemail. Yeah, we want to do voicemail. Yep, let's hit them. We have right. a good one. We have someone asked a really good question. 
Okay. Um, uh, I think, yeah. Okay, let's start with this one. Which one is it? That one that you're just okay. talking about. Here we go. First of all, that got you on the voicemail. Totally made me feel like a clown, but okay. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Ray, and I just wanted to know y'all's take on ethical technology. Um, for background, I'm 18. I've been online since I was like 12, and since then I've really been exposed to like a ton of people that I probably shouldn't have, and a ton of um, content that I really shouldn't have. Like I've been getting DM'd by old men since I was 12. And for a lot of my friends, it's been a lot longer because they started when they were like seven is when they first downloaded Instagram. So I want to know, what do you think? Oh, fuck. I should have thought about this more. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't think that there's anything that we can do to slow the progression of like when kids download download these apps. There's always like parent controls and stuff, but if they want to, you know, they're going to. Mm -hmm. So I personally think that we should start educating them about online safety around the same time that we start educating them about like real life safety, like change your danger, but make it online as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. I just want to know your take on that. Uh, yeah. Bye. Thank you for leaving the voicemail. Um, I, I I'll start with, uh, I'll tell you, I'm not going to tell you what we should do. I'm tell, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen and you're going to like this because you already know what, the route yeah that will be the justification for it but this is it's more of an answer to something else but she said it in the thing she, she did said, she said the just she said the justification in it already that people she, right who the money's already been paid for who use this right but the thing is is that what's going to happen is eventually you're going to you're going to need to use some form of identification to get online that's what's going to happen and people don't people don't take that sentiment seriously but it's already happening in different countries um, if we want to stop the grooming of young children online, you would have to get rid of children being online or you would have to, you would have to corner them into a part of the internet that people who are older are not allowed in. Right. And that would have to be done through some sort of identification, which will happen in, in a sense of if you don't have this side of identification card, you can access the internet but you're not going to be able to access like social media. You're not going to be able to access YouTube, TikTok. It's purely educational. It's purely just information seeking academic in the purest form. Right. And safe information, things that are like, it's, it will be like rated to like a 14 year old, what we consider like, okay information to know. And they're right. I think, uh, teaching, kids more realistically about the internet at a younger age is a, is a smart idea. Mm-hmm. But, um, what can you do really, uh, not go on the internet at a young age, but that's not always your, you know, your prerog- prerogative, prerog- prerogative, prerogative, prerogative. It's, it's on parents. It's always been on parents, but now it's really on parents because they, right. it's actually pe- people who are having kids now actually have the choice of they expose their kids to technology, they like all have real technology before it's like, yeah, we have a computer in the in this one room of our house. Now it's like you have access to everything, and you're three years old, four years old. Everybody, like yeah, every small a lot more, child has an yeah, iPad. They could, and that's the thing. It's like parents like to think that it's gonna like alienate their kids, stunt them socially. But the only re- thing I've seen, the biggest thing I've seen stunt children is technology and social media. So it's like you know, it's a, it's a, you know. 
It's right. a it's a toss up. It's really like, what is the iPad? Here, because here's the thing, these people who make these this technology. Oh, hold on! Before you go into the big long tail, I want to say because why why do we look at that where we have to put them into that social world because we see we we don't call it internet abuse, but being abused by the internet is the cool thing. Yeah, but we're it's but it's just called being on the internet. Right. You know what I mean? We we don't we we just don't have the uh the wrong thing in place yet. Yeah. Right. It's not quite in place yet, but it will be because and kind of what I was going to say goes off of that. It's always been a function of the people who created this technology or it's been a, a goal of the people who created this technology to be the new parents of the generation. And what I mean by that is they have essentially become the ones who create the personality of anyone who's in in school currently anyone who like anyone who's younger than us at the moment the majority of their personality is crafted by the format of the technology that they use mm-hmm. the social media of their choice whatever category or group or sect of that of that media they fall into right and it's not that they just happen to fall into it that there's just no choice involved i mean children have a certain have have a certain you know, everybody has a certain instinct that's going to drive them to that but having it in front of them having it given the opportunity to take that instinct that instinct which is governed by your you know your dna what like your family has passed down to you what your your household living is like socialization your socialization it all your your nature versus nurture that all plays into where you're going to seek a uh, a community on the internet mm. Right, for sure. And, it, and if it gets, to, and it's going to get to a point, hopefully not in such a horrible way, but where that socialization is cut out, right. where like where you there's parents don't necessarily raise their children in the same way that they, well, we know them to have. Anybody who's listening knows them too. The internet and parenthood will be a partnership at some point. Yeah. Right. And and you know what's crazy? Uh, or they're trying to, that's what's trying to happen. So, and you are, and you're saying that uh, the people who really have a large influence on the internet are the ones that have a larger influence on the socialization of people. You know, whatever is yes. being put in front of them on that iPad, which is a lot of time is YouTube. The people who govern YouTube have the governing voice of what socialization is going on with a small child. Yeah. But the thing is, and and I, I I I don't think it's working, in the sense in the way that they want want you know because I feel like in the way that YouTube wants people to consume it is always more and more, but I think the internet is proving that it is a form of schizophrenia, in the sense of that the internet is like a multitude is is a is a brain. The, the internet is a reflection of uh, the human psyche in the sense of how fast it moves, how much information is constantly being processed per mm-hmm. second, right? We have connected the world globally through an invention that has changed truly the direction of, of mankind. And with such common uh, access to the internet, we're seeing that when we overload people with all that information that's coming from many, many different angles, we are inducing a form of schizophrenia into people. And that's why I think the control via the internet doesn't really work because I don't think over-information provides informative results in the sense of pure direction that you need people to move. I think it ultimately only puts them within chaos that becomes very unmanageable in the sense of if people want, and we know this is true, 
because when you listen to journalists like Whitney Webb, the next step of the internet is saddling the internet because people who are in control and who do have a lot of power and a lot of a sway over what's happening around the world have realized this and have realized that if they want to have more direction with where people are going with their actions and the information that they are consuming, you have to put some barriers on things, right? Like it's good to get people upset about a trans swimmer in Florida. That's good for the polls. You know what I mean? That's a great left versus right thing. It's not good when a portion of the right wing wants to kill them and posts about it. You know what I'm saying? That one doesn't look good for optics. And that, albeit they exist in real life, they provide a lot of their opinions and information to the internet for others to consume. That they don't want. Now, a lot of people are like, well, what's the problem of getting rid of extremists online? It's a great question. Is there a problem in it inherently? I don't know. It's more the problem of who gets to decide who is an extremist and who isn't. And what that definition, how that definition changes over time. Right. It, it's, you will push people into extreme, further extreme. You will push people who maybe were on the edge of what most people would consider extremism into further extremism by creating a more desperate situation for them, like a, a lack of access to communication with other people. Right. Or, you, or then you have, as, it, as time goes by, as those de- definition changes, you have it where the barrier to being normal and rule-abiding and extremist is, doesn't look that different to the most rational person. It looks like it could be one little thing that makes you a tenable extremist. Right. Wh- weird. What it kind of is, let's speak on the fact of, uh, let's speak on the topic of racism in the internet. Racism Racism in the real world is a at a slow data rate. Racism on the internet is extremely fast. And what do I mean by that? That might sound strange. I mean the 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 amount of clicks it takes to find a person with racist views and a uh, racist consumable media and maybe even a racist discussion forum. I can tell you right now, it's a few types and a click. That's a fast data rate of finding people with racist extremist views. However, if you're at home, starting from home, and you live on your own, and you have to go, I have to go find someone who's racist. Or a group of people who, who are, are all racist. racist together and, and be doing racist things. Right. Much slower rate of progression. That's what's strange about it. That's what I'm that's more the point I'm trying to convey. And that's what the people who, you know, control the internet understand. However, what do you do when you flip it to another quote-unquote extremist group when it comes to more libertarian types, more leftist types, people that don't inherently have uh, racist, oppressive views, people who don't ha- inherently have sexist, misogynist. In a traditional right. form of like... Right. That's well, the thing about yeah. the... All right. They're inherently bad. It makes sense, Right. But when you flip it to the other side or the middle extreme, more like libertarian going in different directions mm-hmm. on the political spectrum, that inherent, you know, not liking people based on whatever form of intersectionality identification that they may be goes away when the other groups of ideology start talking from a purely of, well, maybe we should make the government smaller or another, another maybe we should start, you know, uh, uh, spreading the wealth a bit. Those ideas 
in the eyes of the beholder, the eye, the, you know, the eye of Sauron, the are just beholder. as dangerous, yeah, as the racist who wants to kill people on par. Now that sounds to the, crazy yes. to, to to the indiv- normal individual. You go clearly the one who is racist and wants to kill people is the worst out of that group, and I would agree. But when it comes to someone who's wanting to control a mass society and collect as much wealth from it as possible. The ones who promote legitimate danger and the ones that promote change to the system in which makes them money are on the same par of extremism in the capitalist monopolist mind. They -hmm. are on the same level. Mm. What's, what's weird is that this is exactly what's already happening is that there is no room in the minds of people on the far right or the far left or kind of even closer in the middle to realize that we're kind of on the same side in a sense, even though we're like our belief, our beliefs and traditions and values are probably very different. Mm -hmm. What is that because of there's so much deconstruction that has to happen in order to actually rally those groups together and right and every single day every instance that's that pops up the beholders feed uh feed the narratives of both sides that they will never come together that mm-hmm. they're that, that they're they truly they punch that divide they make that divide mm. even bigger right because like at, at a certain point if it if they did start moving closer together the extremist values held by both sides would reach a sort of consensus that makes sense. Cause right now it's all based on non-consensus right now. It's mm. based on uh, opposing views on history and on biology and on uh, just like inherent values about humanity. Society but, as a whole. It's yeah. the agreements on how the shape of society should be. And instead well, of that's ha- based on the shape of, on what we, on what a human is, on like what, that's based on these unconscious beliefs. But of, I, I mean, in a sense, with the with the left, the you know, one side versus the other, you're saying those extremist views not coming into the middle, and you know, news outlets promoting the things they can't uh, agree on. I lost it. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I had a Set. really good point. I <laughs> oh. lost it. I'm I'm a, I'm a little upset about that one. I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah cause they just they just hit us with the dude. They uh, did with the the frequency. What were we vibe, just talking right. about? What show are we on? What's the program? The Orb of Confusion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're still doing it now because now we're even further from the point. Oh no! But what happened? Oh, that was weird. That was weird, everybody. That Illuminati was really weird. Zap. Um, I still kind of know where we are with the no. Continue your point with the versus the extremes and yeah. society, our different opinions on society. I'm yeah. Where I was going with that is that that ultimately, like we talked about on a couple of weeks ago, that ideology at the core of it is is some belief about the intrinsic meaning of life and the intrinsic meaning of a person down to its smallest part. What it looks like as ideology is an ever-expanding idea, principle, statement, theory about like that was that's built on society and socialization. It's built through that, through the socialization from other people out to the size of a community, to the size of a society, to the size of the whole world. And ideolo- that ideology tries to paint or tries to tries to uh, 
understand that intrinsic meaning that they that we all try to understand through a scope through a scope that mm-hmm. it tries to encapsulate the entire material world and that's not worked ever in the history of the entire <laughs> ideology is jared what you don't understand is his ideology <laughs> that's where he's that's where it's so simple that's what it is and, I'm and saying that's that why we shouldn't let pedophiles groom children on the internet because it is pedophilia ideology. <laughs> pedophilia is ideology. Sure. Well, it, it's it's weird because of these uh, these kids like like obviously we should not have a space where we should not have it be so easy it, or possible even right ac- possible for a child to be groomed on the internet. Why is that possible? The TLDR, yeah, pretty much is saying that. What our vo- caller was asking about of how when we should introduce children to the internet and how do we do it safely? There's it is what she at ha- maybe they I don't know who they are maybe he, um, what they asked is such a big question because you would think well maybe parents should just do a better job no because we're talking about conglomerates and we're talking about society and culture and you're right. Why do you like to answer your question? Why do we feel that we need to put a pause on when children should enter the internet? Because us as humans know that it's a kind of a scary place that should be, you know, gated. Right. So it's a little freaky, the implications that it actually has on the world through ideology, through society, through business, through our lives, through our, our actual socialization. And when people should be allowed into a world where they can be changed. It's a peephole, but it's a peephole where when, to, when you look through it, you see the entire... It's like seeing you an see, angel, you see, Jared. You see, <laughs> you see that those those horrible demonic depictions of biblically accurate angels. angels those are actually just that's just demonic in imagery and symbolism you guys that's, right. that's all based on old illustrations yeah. yeah the whole swirling thing that's old school demonic satanic imagery but you see like the beast you see the leviathan walking through new york city like you see it you see this giant amorphous beast floating in nothing now even though most people just look at instagram they, they, right. It's because they can't see what's behind the screen. They're seeing Cthulhu. They're seeing the call. Of, they're hearing the call of Cthulhu. <laughs> no one's gonna understand that. <laughs> what's the next voicemail we got? We got a second one. Um, no, I think that's that's it. Do you want to do the this? Sw- no, we no. There is a new one. Isn't there a new one? There was a there was a, just one new one in today. It might have been read already. Oh, it, it's the guy that was talking about wanting to collaborate with something. I messaged him. Uh, we don't need to play it. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's more personal than something to play on the show. I, I think. think it's cool that I, I think it's cool they use the number to reach out to us, though. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, I hope more people do. More That'd people cool. should do that. Um, yeah, that was a good, really good voicemail too. Like really cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you, you Ray. You. Hope that was a good answer for you. Was it? Oh yeah. This other name was yeah, Ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about the Leah Thomas thing. Did I get that Leah Thomas? Yep. Leah Thomas. Yeah. I've been getting Leah Thomas. Leah, so Thomas. yeah. Just to reiterate. So there was a NCAA competition in Florida for swimming, and this is at the college level, Mm -hmm. correct? Now, from what I read, the NCAA competition for its women's swimming, 
there's multiple competitions. There's not just one. And there's been a little bit of, you know, people have been kind of in a turmoil, some more than others, about a couple weeks uh, letting a trans woman compete. Thank you. Critics accuse trans swimming star Leah Thomas of having an unfair advantage. The data tells a different story. Now, the moment people read that headline, they go, you're just looking at the liberal side. Hey, I read the outsider article. It wasn't good. It was poorly written. <laughs> this is written very well, actually. This is the independent. Um, but yeah, on March 17th, uh, Leah Thomas became the first openly transgender athlete to win America's top trophy in university sports when she swam to victory in the women's 500-yard freestyle race. Ms. Thomas, Tom, oh my God. Ms. Thomas, 22, won first place in the National Collegiate Athletic Association's then CAA, First Division Swimming Championship, her final competition as a college athlete. Um, amid her success, though, Miss Ms. Thompson has, Miss Thomas, Jesus oh my Christ. God, has become a lightning rod in the debate about trans women in sports, as well as a target for much of the American right. Uh, her right to compete in women's races and sometimes her gender itself has been attacked by sports stars, politicians, activists, her competitors, and even some of her teammates' parents, as well as protesters as the NCAA championship last week who argued that her time living as a man gives her an unfair advantage. Now, interesting. Can we scroll down? I want to see more of the stats. Uh, so let's do the stats now. It's probably we kind of really just got to go to the stats because that's where are really the stats? It's know. on there. You keep going. It it this is a very yeah right up 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 right. How fast did Thomas swim before going on HRT? So just to you know iterate to transition on a on an organic level. If you are a trans person, you must take hormones. And depending on which, you know, wh- how you identify, if you identify as male, you're going to be taking testosterone. If you ne- identify as a, a, a boy or a girl, sorry, a female, a, a <laughs> woman, dude, I'm freaking out. A woman, you're taking uh, estrogen and uh, changes, as you can imagine, start happening. And the longer that you do it, uh, you start, you know, your body starts taking more of the shape of uh, the gender you identify with. And it, we have seen that it helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with those uh you know people who need the transition and helps them reduces the rate of even suicide it's a good therapeutic thing it, for o- them. it often is something that people i my family member close family member is trans and it for not this isn't for all trans people i've been told it reduces the dysphoria that they feel right so that's that's kind of why that it's uh, you, pretty necessary for a lot of trans people right so uh, Ms. Tom, I really I want to read this because I want to get this story correct. Um, okay, maybe we should edit some of this out though. You know. That's fine. Um, just, just so you think about that. Leah Thomas was an elite competitive swimmer while men's team in the University of Pennsylvania. Says Mr. Stockwell, the 1650-yard event would have had Leah in the top 30 and 34 in the country in the bubble making NCAA. Oh my God, this is it is a very what? Yeah, uh, it's just long. Yeah, the. Uh, her best time in the five hundred. It's here. Her best time in the five hundred yards was five point six percent slower than before transition. While her one thousand yard time was seven point five percent slower than her sixteen fifty yard time was seven point two percent. So yeah, there is a there's like one part in this article where it compares the times like to the T. Yes. She's not the best swimmer. And the the HRT. Her, uh, that's like the I think it's hormone replacement therapy yes. or something, yes. something and that that, that has 
accurately okay so i did cross country for a number of years in high school and for a while before i got there it was actually right when i got there that they started to change this for some reason and it was an all right transition to change this but the the men the boys team would run the typical 5k for years it's always been like that but the women's team would run a 4k I think there's there was something to do with like the endurance capacity of most female runners. I don't know if that's for sure, but like that's how people usually presented it. It wasn't like a, it was more of like a leveling, like an averaging to average like to be able to compare more to like the capabilities of the average male runner and the average female runner. Right. Now people debate whether or not that's valid to do, but for the most part, it checks out. But it's there's still room for like you know it was fine when they switched to 5k but it was a i remember there was an adjustment period a vast difficult just adjustment period for a lot of the women runners that i knew where it was harder to run a 5k that extra thou that extra thou I and mean, that's that's an extra six minutes right. you know and like the what was happening here is that with her taking replace hormone therapy what her body is able to do is checking out with like what team she's on, like with right. being the gender that she is. Like, right. And that's not saying that like anyone's like, like there's no like, you know, male bodies and female bodies are different, but like, that's fine because like we, they, they still compete with each other and they have a good time. Right. It's, <laughs> you know, it, we're seeing that, with with the like this this is the problem and if we could find i if we could scroll down i want to find find where they talk about the other swimmer uh, there was one clearly where they keep going they they talked about um clearly like a clearly the another swimmer who dominated at this competition um this is who you're talking about Katie Ledecky, I believe. Uh, this argument should never been says Baylor. I I want to find what if you find more where they're talking about that. Just going through it, um, it might have been up. But there's a, a Ledecky, like competed at this and like murdered like a ton of records. But this is the thing, whether it's Ledecky or not, all these people who are yelling about a trans person swimming in women's sports don't care about women's sports they never did conservative like comedy radio was like who's gonna go to the wnba championship this week like uh, it's not it but like so many people they love pretending they love pretending they give a rat's ass about what the moment that it can become a group of people can become political, they're like, I'm in, I'm in, who's fucking with them? And it's like, it's <laughs> not, you don't care. Stop pretending you care. You're not going to, you know, any of the, 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 the women's sports competitions because you don't give a fuck. And just because now it's like, now we can get political. They're letting who race in our women's now, now swimming. I can, they go, now I can compete. Right, they, now they, I can race for my son, for my daughter. It's, they, like, <laughs> it's all a bunch of shitty Facebook memes. Like, who's swimming in 
our NCAA competition. <laughs> Who? It's like it's you're so doing the Sam Hyde thing, which is kind of <laughs> it's so dumb. This Dude, is so stupid. People, go, people are crazy. Like it's with it's. It'd be really funny to see the parents of most athletes. And, and talk to them about this because the parents of athletes are some of the most disgusting people in the world. <laughs> they're, some, they're some of the most, you know, bottom of the bag of chips people. They're just disgusting. <laughs> they're loud and they're, they're, they smell and they, and they don't have any sense of personal they're space. Animals. And they, and they, <laughs> there's something deeply wrong with them. There's something also deeply wrong with a lot of athletes. But, like, there's also something deeply wrong with a lot of artists. Here's the thing. It all comes together. Yeah. Everything about everybody is a little... Is a little whack, is a little, is yeah. a little against what we believe inside. Right. I am a little bit, you know, off. Like, everybody has something well, kind of yeah. wrong with them, we is know. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. And these parents, is what Me I'm saying. Too. Like, it, you can see it. You can, I know it's true because when you look at the parents of these fucking people, you go, oh, that's who gave it to them. Duh. Because they're sitting on the stands... And like, like my mom, she goes to see my brother swim and shit. She and claps. like, and, and she'll she's like, and she's like, woo! Like she does like you know the respectful typical thing like <laughs> yes, go! Look. It's like yes, like just good. But then you have, <laughs> you have the ones who stand at either at the very top of the bleachers. You up the better go! go, go, go! And it's horrible. You're not eating when you get home. I swear to God. <laughs> Kids are crying oh. at these competitions. They come up for a breath of air in the water and they just hear their mom screaming like she is giving birth to them again. <laughs> like just the pain of childbirth is just going over and over. I gave birth to these little shit. You better win this fucking race for me. I got to tell you this. There's, there's this guy I played baseball with. His dad was like the notorious like there's a few of them. But this guy was just like always oh, just screaming all the time in high school. There was a pitcher from an opposing team. He had one arm, okay? And he was playing with one arm. And he would keep his glove but underneath, like, his... I've seen... His yeah, 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 I've seen that. And yeah. he would pitch yeah. and grab it. Yeah. And he, like, struck out this kid who's got the, the dad. And he's like, he's got one arm, for Christ's sakes! <laughs> <laughs> An animal! An animal with no respect for humanity. An animal with no respect for anybody else except... Is uh, the only thing he wants is for his, you know, his failure of a son to to <laughs> right. to, to be better, and it's such a projection. Yeah, it's that's what so I'm much yeah. projecting. What? Wh and these uh, and that's the thing. That's where you get like toxic team, whatever, like camaraderie. That you know, and this is I've never had much of that experience. There's always a weird level of like, of like you know, fucking butting shoulders, butting heads with people on teams. But it's like that's just sports though. Yeah. I mean, you're doing something that requires no thinking. So the the moment that you have throw the ball, the opportunity to the moment you have the opportunity to like make an intellectual observation about your teammate, it's gonna be horrendous, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be all like vile filth fueled with with young prepubescent testosterone. It's disgusting. It's I mean, but kids should do it. Can we scroll up? That was a that was that was. Uh, I want to keep. There's her stats, by the way, if you wanted to find those. This is like the end of the article. Yeah, go up. I want to keep. I really want to find. Uh, okay, a little bit more. Keep going. What, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the Ledecky thing. I literally read it earlier. Yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's not that. Right here. 
Uh, whatever. Is it allowed? No, it's not. It's like it's 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 talking about her direct. It's talking about Ledecky directly, like about how good she is. You know what? She's good. Doesn't matter. Listen, listen, people. How about this? Let's settle down. Leave Leah Thomas alone, and uh, everyone. Stop complaining. Get it. You know what? There's a war. We're about to be in a nuclear war. Gas is fun. Milk is five dollars. All right. There's much more important things going on. People, uh, people making adult decisions for themselves to become someone they want to be, and uh, competing within a sport that we kind of see they don't really have an advantage in, unless and there is rules for the NCAA. For, for when people. you can join, you can switch, you yeah. know, perform in the gender you identify, sports. Like, there's a rule of, like, how long you need to be on it. So someone's fucking counting. I'm just saying there's somebody in there doing the fucking studying. But, you know, they're not going to be on Tucker Carlson tonight. No. <laughs> they're no, not going to be on it because it, this country is full of rats. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's why I know that this is ultimately the conversation is turning into a, a steaming high, high, steaming hot pile of shit <laughs> right before it gets obliterated is that the conversation about trans children is now completely, they're like, we didn't say any of those things because before a lot of people who, you know, who flirt with the, with the right, who are on the fence about where they stand on the trans issue, uh, I shouldn't say issue on the the trans debate, I guess. Right, a that's, lot of that's people, another yes. word for that, but is that because these kids aren't aren't problems to the majority of people? Um, that they they're so against like you know children who are trans transitioning, you know, and there's a lot of people who say that like like a like teenager or a child should wait till they're be, have to wait till they're older to be able to make more decisions about their body changing. Right. So that conversation has been had for years. And now that there's an actual adult college student who's right. competing and made the choice to transition as an adult. No, earlier. Well, they were... But actually transitioned. Like right. Oh, actually now they're, changed yeah, 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 their, yeah, yeah, their yeah, body yeah. and will be probably changing their body further. They're still mad. They're still mad. So that's right. why I'm like a little like parts of this conversation are valid when we talk about like what do sports mean to us what does you know like how are people covering this these sports do people even think it's fair how fair are sports in general that's where it's kind of valid to have these conversations but then to then not acknowledge the the act the the realness of the situation for leah thomas like to acknowledge the realness of the situation for trans people and how this is just another nail in the coffin in having a real discussion about trans people. That's where it's lost on people. That's where I'm upset. Do you know why, Jared? Because who would have thought at the end of the day, even if it was peachy, they still hate them. These people who are complaining. They don't like them. They don't like trans people. They just don't. They are transphobic. and, And transphobic's not even the right word. Because it's not a fear. It's anger. It's hate. It's hate. Like they don't, they don't, they're not, they're, they're, you can't send them a link from an Instagram <laughs> fucking thing and be like, you should really check this out. I think it's going to change some opinions out here. And it's like that person who is screaming in the back, 
you know, at the swim meet is 55 years old and an alcoholic. Like they're not yeah. changing their ways. And it's just like I, with time, with time, that's all it's going to be. We know, we know what it's going to be. We know what we want it to be. We don't want anybody hurt. We want everybody to get along and we want, you know, everyone, the people to be represented fairly yeah. and, and to live full and fulfilling lives. But guess what? There's a portion of this country that's getting old and their time is coming. That's all that you have to say about that. It's and their time has, their time has gone because <laughs> the, the time that we have right now is that because here, here's how we really could make trans people feel better about the weight of like, w- like waiting for things to become more accepting is by like waiting with them is like by, by understanding the, how that, how they have to perceive that wait time, like how long that actually will feel mm. to wait that long. That's the thing with my family member who's trans is that it sucks when someone says to you that you have to wait for these things, like to do these things that are, that would, that would solve the way you're feeling. Mm. Like imagine if someone said that to you about something that you were feeling that you're like, I know the solution, you know, or at least I even think I know the solution. I mean, both. And they, and then they go, you can't have and they, that and they, right and now. And they go, well, that's going to, there's going to be, you know, oh, it's a, it's a top down thing. You know, there's a lot of bureaucracy with getting that through. You, you'd be like, what the fuck? You'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like getting surgeries or like getting like something that would change, that would change the way that you live your life in a positive way. Imagine having to wait an unfair amount of time for that or just an arbitrary amount of time for that. You'd be angry. Yeah. You'd and you have to wait with that person. You would be angry. You have to wait with these people, you know, like what else are we going to do besides like they're still there around with us. Yeah. That's a crazy way to put it. Truly. That is a, uh, that's kind of, that's, that's wild actually to think of it like that. I have never thought of it like that, but you're mm. right. It's mm. to think about like, well, imagine like, you're thinking, oh, I can't wait to grow up and go to college and be on my own. But if someone went, if you're like, yeah, if I don't do the things I need to do, my life is going to be horrible. And they go, well, wait a little longer. You're like, that's wild. It's yeah. wacky. Um, well, we got to wrap it up. Yep. What are we? We're, we're past. It's at the end. Okay. 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 Well, thank you, everybody, for yeah. watching. Uh, please check out uh, iKenosha, com. Please check out That's a Beauty Productions. Thank you all for joining us today. This is a very good episode. Please I hope keep you all subbing. Enjoy. Please subbing. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Get off of Twitter because we're not on there really. Twitter's get, get on the ass. other ones. Get on the TikTok. Get on the Instagram. Get on the YouTube. Yeah, Twitter's done. Twitter's not yeah. good for you. I like Twitter. Well, I I, I yeah, like Twitter, but I don't like I I only like Twitter because it's my news. Sort that's, of. That's why too. Sort of. Um. But thank you everyone for tuning in. You find us everywhere. Find us on everything. Follow all the accounts. And uh, good.